Hello and welcome to another insightful episode of Yashoda Health Podcast, your trusted source for valuable health information. I'm your host, Dr. Lakshmi, and today we are delving into a critical topic, that is a proactive approach strategies to prevent stroke. We are here with Dr. Balthra Chikar Chandra, Senior Consultant Neuro and Spine Surgeon at Yashoda Hospital's High Tech City. As we approach World Stroke Day, we are here to explore the proactive strategies that can make a world of difference when it comes to stroke prevention. Welcome to the program, Doctor. Hi. So before we dive into stroke prevention, could you provide our listeners with an overview of what a stroke is? Yeah, especially, uh, it's a good topic today and on the occasion of World Stroke Day, uh, I feel privileged talking about this topic. And why why we need to discuss about stroke and why is there a separate day for stroke? So it itself signifies that uh, the stroke burden is increasing in throughout the world. So what is stroke? If uh, we talk normally, the stroke is an abnormal function of any part of the body. You can say it is commonly called paralysis in other terms like uh, weakness of the hands, legs, deviation of the face, and in some people, difficulty in talking, difficulty in vision. So why are these things happening? These things are happening because the brain is not functioning normally. That part of the brain which uh, controls that particular function is not working properly. So why is this happening? So if you see, all the tissues in the body require oxygen and blood to survive. In the same way, the brain cells also require blood to survive. If by any chance this blood supply to the brain is interrupted, then that part of the brain stops functioning, then we get stroke and we see stroke. So what are the reasons for this? The reasons are abnormal accumulation of the clot in the blood vessels resulting in the lack of blood supply to that part of the brain or in some people, the blood vessels, they disrupt resulting in the flow of blood inside the brain resulting in blood clot. So this is called a hemorrhagic stroke and the earlier one is called ischemic stroke. So what are the reasons and why are we discussing about this? Especially if you say the stroke is a disabling disease, means people with untreated stroke, they become burden on other people because many people may not be able to carry out their daily activities. Especially these days, if you see, the stroke burden is more in young population. And the better part of this is most of it is preventable. And if you see the reasons for stroke, these are preventable factors. And some are uncontrollable factors like uh, family conditions and all. So those also can be uh, prevented. Those people with uh, familial factors also can be prevented from having strokes by timely advice, medical advice and timely treatment. And the modifiable factors or the controllable factors which can help in preventing stroke, what are these? These days, if you see, this is majorly a lifestyle-related disease. So what are this lifestyle and why is there increased stroke in these 22, 25 years, especially in the countries like India, where we never had to see stroke in younger population before and why are we seeing it here now? Because this is majorly attributable to change in lifestyle. If you see, the working pattern has changed. No more we are working physically. The tag too, as we were 22, 25 years before, especially in urban areas, the major part of the diet is refined carbs without fibers and junk food materials which have more of refined carbohydrates, more of salts, which results in hypertension, diabetes and all. And, and the other factors which contribute, majorly contribute to stroke, especially in young people, is the obesity. So again, the obesity is again related to these factors, two factors which we discussed before, lack of physical activity 
and excessive carbohydrate consumption. So this has become an epidemic. So these factors increase the risk of stroke manifold in younger population. And the other thing is cigarette smoking. We have to keep everything in moderation, moderate alcohol consumption and prevention of smoking and prevention of tobacco in any manner is very important. And at the same time, timely medical checkups, even in younger population, even in 20 years, 20 years, you need to have timely health checkups so that you can identify any preventable risk factors in younger population and you can take measures so as to control it. And the next important thing is how to identify stroke. Are we aware about the stroke? Are we as a society aware about the stroke? If I say the awareness about the stroke, especially in type 1, type 2 and type 3 tire cities and rural areas is is very poor and most common misconception among those population is we work hard, we are very physically active, we don't get stroke. So only physical activity is not the only risk factor for stroke. There are many other factors which we discussed before which can contribute to stroke. So stroke has to be made aware for everyone, maybe urban areas, rural areas, irrespective of sexes, irrespective of age. So it has to be made aware, it has to be made aware and it has to be propagated how to prevent the stroke. And if, if you had stroke, symptoms of stroke, how to reach a stroke facility as early as possible. So especially if you see in our hospital, as the hospital, uh, we have a stroke ambulance, we have a stroke unit, we have a stroke a team. So as soon as the person with stroke comes to our emergency, and we have uh, methods in place, or we have um, things in place, so they will be channeled to uh, imaging very very fast, and the preventive measures can be taken very fast, especially these days. We have procedures like uh, thrombolysis and mechanical thrombectomies, which if taken early, so they will prevent the paralysis from happening. So the most important thing is, so to know about the stroke, what are the risk factors of stroke, how to avoid them, and if you get the symptoms of stroke, how to identify the symptoms of stroke so that we can reach the stroke facility. I'm, I'm being very clear here, you should not be going to a small nursing home or small place where we don't have a stroke facility because again, from that center, coming to a tertiary center will unnecessarily waste time. So if you have the symptoms of stroke, rush to a stroke center. So I think that's very well and elaborately explained, doctor. So as you've mentioned about the lifestyle modifications or lifestyle additions, so in addition to that, are there any preventive measures that you think individuals can take up to further lower the risk of stroke? If you see the uh, other factors which contribute to stroke, as we discussed before, non-modifiable risk factors like family history, cholesterol disorders, and blood disorders. So some people will have excessive clotting tendency and some people will have problems in the blood vessels called vasculitis and all. So all these people, so especially this targeted population, so should take care uh, should take care of themselves and should seek early medical attention, maybe in the form of consultations, maybe in the cause of, uh, in the form of medication. So compliance is very important, especially people who have hypertension at younger age and who have diabetes at younger age. So they should first accept the fact that they have the problem and they have to be compliant with medications so that these things don't lead to a stroke. And the other more important thing is regular health checkups in the uh, risk population, just like uh, so general health checkups, cardiac checkups and all these things. They have to be done regularly and they have to be perceived with discipline and they, the medicines have to be consumed with discipline so that the stroke is, is not happening in this population because once the stroke happens and the disability is going to be more and especially in the young population, the disability is going to kill them physically as well as mentally.
So what are some common myths and misconceptions about stroke and how can we better educate the public to promote awareness and prevention, doctor? The most common uh, myth uh, is like uh, the stroke is unavoidable. So stroke cannot be prevented. It can happen to anyone. It is a myth. Most of the stroke these days, especially the paralytic strokes, can be prevented as we discussed de uh, de uh, detailedly before. So the most of the things are related to lifestyle changes. So the simple modifications in lifestyle go a long way in preventing the strokes. And the second thing is, uh, even if you have diabetes and even if you have hypertension, you don't get strokes. Strokes are a different league. No, the strokes happen most commonly in people with diabetes and hypertension. If you control them properly, there is very, very less chance that they may develop stroke. And the, the other thing, other myth is, the strokes don't happen in population these are for the old people so again this is a very big myth the strokes if you see these days especially in this 10 15 years 50 percent of the stroke burden is in the population below 30 years of age this is a this is because of many things many things like uh, lifestyle changes like a physical activity which we dis uh, detailed discussed before so these things need to be prevented and the stroke can happen even in children even I had seen strokes happening in 14 years 15 years kids also so the no no age is a barrier is for the strokes. So you have to take care that you have to be aware of the symptoms and age sex is no more a barrier for the stroke. So it can happen in anyone. And at the same time, the other myth is if stroke happens, if the stroke, if you develop paralysis, you can never regain your function. It's also a myth. So especially if you go to the stroke facility, again stressing here, if you go to a stroke facility, not to the hospital, so it is a stroke facility, not only hospital, it is a stroke facility. If you go to dedicated stroke facility, so early interventions like endovascular embolizations and uh, thrombectomies, endovascular, uh, this thing, uh, thrombectomies and mechanical thrombectomies, they help a long way in preventing the disability button. I'm not talking about the stroke. Once the stroke has already happened, so this disability button, like any weakness and all, can be reversed or they can be prevented from happening. So the earlier, the better. So time is brain. So go to a stroke facility if you notice the symptoms. And I say, erring on the opposite side, being more uh, conscious and being more aware of the symptoms and being extra careful and investigating yourself extra for uh, previous stroke prevention is better than neglecting it and landing, landing in trouble. So what is the role of rehabilitation in stroke recovery and what types of therapies and interventions may be recommended for different types of stroke survivors, doctor? So if you see, uh, once a disability happened in stroke, the next best part is physical as well as mental rehabilitation. Many people, the, that second changes their life and they'll become disabled, they'll become dependent on someone. So that itself starts killing them and they go into depression and they stop doing physical activities and all. The most important part for a person with stroke is rehabilitation, both physical as well as mental. I'm stressing here, the rehabilitation is both physical as well as mental. So what is what is significance of both? Especially in strokes, if you see, the physical activity, the exercise which we do after uh, the stroke to regain function, motor function of the lost limb is very important. And I can say with good physical activity, many people can regain their function and they can be independent on their, uh, in their activities, in their daily activities and speech therapies and physical therapies. And for this, the most common hindrance is lack of uh, mental uh, ability or mental uh, preparedness from the patient. They're not aware, they go into depression, they complain of many things that I'm having pain, I'm not, do, I'm not able to do exercise. 
and my life is finished, I'm not going to be independent at all. So these things had to be taken care of and especially the care providers may be the uh, family, may be uh, rehabilitation uh, people. So they have to take care of their mental health also, continuously encouraging them to do physical activity, continuously encouraging, showing the people to, uh, uh, showing the people who have recovered so that they can be encouraged to do more physical activity. So this goes a long way in um, muscle stimulations, aqua therapies. There are many therapies available here. Even robotic uh, rehabilitation techniques are available these days. So these go a long way in uh, curtailing, in decreasing the disability button in the people. So thank you, doctor, for sharing your expertise and helping our listeners understand the importance of a proactive approach to stroke prevention. And to all our listeners, remember that knowledge is the first step towards a healthier life. Stay informed, stay active, and prioritize your well-being. That wraps up this episode of Yashoda Health Podcast. We'll be back soon with more insightful topics. Take care and stay healthy. Thank you.